And now on the Business Radio X Network, another exciting episode with Jamie Overdove in Connecting Tucson with Jamie. Hello, and welcome to Connecting Tucson with Jamie Overturf, broadcasting from Tucson Business Radio X, situated in the Stuart Title corporate offices on Broadway. Connecting Tucson is all about connecting our community, local businesses, and organizations to help our community grow and thrive. Today, we have a very special guest in the studio, James Lawrenson, co-owner of Pedago Electric Bikes Tucson and Mount Lemmon. James grew up in the Twin Cities area and attended the University of North Dakota. He had been active in the aerospace industry for over 25 years, including aircraft sales, avionics, component and maintenance sales, and marketing in the corporate defense and airlines transport aviation markets. In 2017, James re-engineered his career path into a passion of his, biking, and found the store opportunity with Pedago Electric Bikes. Since January 2018, he's never looked back, and I think he's happier for it. Welcome so much, James, and thank you for coming on Connecting Tucson. Well, thanks for having me, Jamie. It's uh, it's my pleasure, and it's not every day that you get to do a podcast, so it's going to be fun. I hope it will be fun. Painless for sure, but I hope fun as well. <laughs> so, James, why don't we just uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you did prior to owning your own business? Well, I, I grew up as an athlete. I was always playing baseball, football uh, as a kid. You know, back growing up in the um, 70s, you're always on a bike. We rode bikes all over the neighborhood. We even had a bike club when I was in seventh grade uh, with wow. two other two other friends of mine. And so, um, back in those days, um, and, and Mark may remember this, but, um, you know, we basically, your parents just let you go pretty much anywhere on a bike. And one, one time we said, Hey, we'd like to get a ride down to, uh, the par three golf course. They said, well, you guys have a bike, go ahead and do it. So we towed our, our golf clubs on a two wheel, um, you know, um, uh, uh, club and, and and towed him down behind her bike to go golfing and we did everything on bikes but um after i got out of college i was a college played college football and played i was always an athlete and got into the aviation field and was was uh, fairly successful having a lot of fun and uh got to the point in 2017 i was between opportunities and this just happened to come up and uh so I re-engineered my career. So one of my other passions besides biking was, was playing golf, uh, skiing. I grew up in the upper Midwest in Minnesota and um, got the ski bug when I went out to Utah after college. And, and uh, I always envied people that had a profession that they could do as, you know, a passion that they could do as a profession and be paid for it. And, uh, and now you've got it. Yeah, yeah, and so now I'm doing what I would typically do if I wasn't uh, in a job anyway. Oh, that is so great. I, I can tell you, kids today will never understand hopping on your bike and heading down to that store to buy that piece of candy for five cents. I don't know, but I loved it. It was one of my favorite things to do, and um, I grew up in Maine, so that's, we had to ride our bikes everywhere. Nowadays, they can just walk down the street and, you know, be close to somewhere. So Exactly. Yes, yeah, I know exactly what that. So what is Pedigo? Pedigo is a, um, we're a brand that's been around about 13 years, according to a marketing company called Navigant Research. We lead the 
industry here in the, in the United States in the number of units of e-bikes sold in the U.S. So we're a brand that's been out there for since 2008 wow. with uh, 18 different models of e-bikes. And that's all we do is electric bikes. And um, jumped into the market early with our co-founders and uh, started building the brand. And for the last oh, about nine years, they've had this single same brand store. And the Pedigo name is uh, attached to all the licensed dealers. And uh, that's all we sell and that's all we market and rent and do tours with is, is the Pedigo brand. So Pedigo itself is a word that came from pedestrians go. Oh, I was going to ask where that came from. So pedestrians go. Yeah. So, so ped, pedestrians go on electric bikes and uh, – our, our CEO and co-founder, Don DiCostanzo, is, um, he's a brilliant marketing guy. Um, he's got a degree in marketing, but his, his early career was in the automobile publishing business. So he, too, is uh, reinventing himself when he started Pedigo Bikes back in 2008. Oh, that's just a phenomenal story. So um, I know what an electric bike is, but what exactly is an electric bike? Can you walk us through what that is? Yeah, well, just it was three short years ago when I hadn't even been on an electric bike myself. And I've been a road biker for 18, 19 years. And, uh, well, what it is is basically a, a regular bike, a good quality bike that has a, a motor. And uh, there's a couple different places you could put that motor but you also have a, a battery and the lithium ion battery technology which kind of came around back in 2006 2007 allowed this type of market to um, build a bike that had a battery power system with a motor that would allow you to pedal a bike like a regular bike but just have assistance when you needed help so most of the pedigo bikes have five levels of pedal assist. So while you pedal, you get assistance from the motor. And most people have a difficult time when they get to hills or maybe the last half of their trip or they're going against the wind. And it causes people to keep their bike in their garage when they're working too hard on bikes. So it allows biking to be more uh, easier. Uh, more pleasurable and, and really more fun. And that's really what, what we're all about. Our tagline at Pedigo is hella fun. And so people, <laughs> they actually ride longer because they're having fun and they ride more often. They just don't pull their bike out once every week or two. They, they're on their bike either every day or every other day, it seems like. Wow. You know, that actually, that makes a lot of sense. But I've also seen, and maybe this is not the same type of bike, but I've seen these bikes um, going down the road and they're like gasoline. That, that's not the same thing, right? There's another type of bike out there that has like a gas motor on it. This is not what you have. That's correct. Yeah. So those are um, gasoline powered bikes. Um, uh, you see those in various places and uh this is, you know, they're noisy, they're stinky and smelly, but uh, yeah. most people wouldn't be able to even hear an electric bike motor. And unless you have a trained eye to see the battery system, most people wouldn't even recognize it from the battery either. So it just looks like a regular bike. And that allows and you to maybe go back into nature and see some of those trails that you might not have been able to see maybe possibly, right? Well, exactly. Yeah, people um, 
and, and so many times people are on the bike on an e-bike for the first time when they come to the store and we try to get them out on the in the parking lot within the first couple minutes uh-huh. and to see that smile in their face it brings them back to when they were 10 years old again there's something about being on a bike that causes you to smile and causes you to feel like you've got freedom you've got transportation you can be out in you know nature and feel the wind you know going through your hair and and it's just really really fun oh yes i know i have a i do a, i used to do a mountain biking but then was in a car accident so this actually might be a very good transition for me because i can't do the hills and like my husband can't so that might be something for me to look into exactly um, yeah so now, in January of 2018, you were actually awarded a top 10 quality dealer. How did that happen? Tell us a little about about that. Well, we right before we opened in uh, 2017, um, actually it was uh, January 2018. Mm-hmm. We had gone to the national, actually a worldwide dealer conference, and. Uh, I told my partner, my wife, because she's co-owner with me, I said, you know what? Our goal next year is to be a top 10 dealer in our first year. And uh, and, and so it took until last year to, to get to that point. And they, we have well over 100 Petco dealers nationwide now. And so um, we got down to the 10th announcement, and, uh, and it was Petco Tucson. So... Uh, we breathe a sigh of relief. We're so happy. You know, when you have a goal out there and you want to be the best of the best and you, and you reach that. Um, and also in terms of revenue, we are also a top 10 dealer. So we're a very successful store uh, within the Pedico line. So we're just really happy. Uh, you know, in two years, we became one of their top dealers and we're just really proud of that. Wow, you should be so proud of yourself. That is a major accomplishment in a year to become one of the top 10 dealers in the U.S., so that is great. Congratulations. Thank you. I love it. Um, So I took a look at your website, and I never actually knew there were so many different types of e-bikes, is how you call them, and you said there were 18. Why are there so many, and what are the differences between them? Well, when the company started in 2008, they came out with their Comfort Cruiser, and the office is... Uh, the main headquarters is in Fountain Valley, just inland from Huntington Beach. And so that's beach cruiser territory. And uh, our co-founder had uh, him and his partner just scratched out on a napkin, napkin, literally, the first e-bike model. And it was the Comfort Cruiser. It was a cruiser bike. It probably looked looked like the old 70s Schwinn beach cruiser, which it does. And it has a motor in the rear hub. And uh, the battery was mounted uh, behind the seat. And uh, it's simply a twist and go throttle. So in the early days, we didn't have pedal assist. And so it was the first bike. We still are servicing nine, 10-year-old comfort cruisers, but we're also selling and even renting uh, comfort cruisers to this day. It's an easy bike to use. It's basically a seven-speed cruiser bike. Whenever you need to uh, use some power from the motor going up hills or into the wind, you just twist the throttle and go. So each year since 2008, there seemed to be one or two new models that would be added to the lineup. And um, they built another uh, cruiser-style bike called the Interceptor, which has pedal assist as well as throttle. So it's a Class 2 bike, a Class 2 e-bike. So 
uh, you're less than 20 miles per hour on the top speed. And uh, um, we have a 500-watt motor, and we have pedal assist as well as throttle override. And so that makes it a Class 2 bike. And so um, a little bit more complexity going on with the processor, but it's basically a cruiser bike as well. But now we have a city commuter. Um, we have a really super low step through called a boomerang because the shape of the frame looks like a boomerang. Oh, cool. And between those three models, it's probably 80% of what we sell um, at Pedigo Tucson. But we also have a, a, a cargo bike called the Stretch and take 400 pounds of, of people or cargo. We wow. have a one of the world's only electric tandem bikes. We've got a folding bike we call the Latch. Um, we've got three different off-road bikes. We have a fat tire bike called Trail Tracker. We have a hardtail mountain bike called the Ridge Rider. And just two years ago, uh, one of the most recent bikes that came out of our designs was a uh, full suspension mountain bike that can take on any trail up on Mount Lemmon. Uh, that be, sounds like a lot of fun right there. Yeah. So, I mean, you just you, you add up that whole thing. And as the years have gone by, uh, we can take a family that has a couple of kids. Um, we can take grandpa and grandma and put them on bikes. In fact, uh, one of our guys that does a lot of work for us pitching our product is William Shatner the last couple of years. And he's 87 years old. And since 2012, he and his wife have owned Pedagos themselves. And then they start talking to the company about being their pitch man for them. But now he's got 16 people within his family, three generations of people oh riding Pedagos. And he makes a point for his whole family to go out to Huntington Beach once a month with all three generations on Pedago bikes. And, uh. and Jamie, I, I don't know of another event or sport or anything that you could do with three generations of people all going the same speed and having the same level of fun. That's and, uh, phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you mentioned there's a different class. How many different classes of e-bikes are there? Just two? Well, there's been a, a three-class system that People for Bikes, along with some of the motor manufacturers, came out with a few years ago. And class one bikes, uh, are class one and two have a top speed limit of 20 miles per hour. Okay. Class one bikes are pedal assist only. So you can only get the motor to assist you while you pedal the bike. Oh, got it. Okay. So you can't go as fast maybe? Well, it, it, no, they just don't have a throttle. So class oh, two bikes, okay. class two e-bikes have pedal assist as well as a throttle override. Got it. And the class three bikes are um, go beyond 20 miles per hour to a top speed of 28 under pedal assist power. Okay. So we're going to have our first class three bike come out in the next couple of months. But oh, I'm they, excited. People for Bikes kind of came out with that three class system and a preferred language for legislation so all the states could come up with, you know, standardized type of uh, um, rules and regulations for their local roads and trail systems. And uh, to this day now, there's been 26 states, including Arizona, that have adopted the three-class e-bike system. That is super interesting, and thank you for letting me know that, because I didn't even know there were classes of e-bikes. I just was thought, hey, it's an electric bike. So if I, how do you help 
someone who comes into your shop and they're like, hey, I'm shopping for an e-bike. How do you help them fit the bike that works best for their needs? Do you have a process? Yeah, we do. It's um, We're a little bit different at, at Petco because the most important thing about the, the whole process isn't the bike at all. It's the person and it's the customer. And so we focus in on the customer, what they want to do, and what kind of experiences they want to live. So, you know, we'll ask them a series of questions about how many times they want to ride. Uh, what do they envision the type of riding that they're going to do? There's basically recreational riding. There's also commuting. Uh, but when they ride, are they going to be riding on streets? Are they going to be, you know, multi-use paths? Um, well, that makes do sense. they plan on going to the store with their bike? Do they plan on going to the library? They're going to be out at night with their bike. But one of the key things that we have, because our basic demographic that we um, that, that people really like our bikes is is baby boomers. And oh. as they get older, I mean, I always ask them, do you have any ankle, knee, hip, heart, or lung issues that I should know about? Because we have a you know different types of bikes that are going to be fitted for people with issues in any of those areas and so once i understand you know what kind of physical needs they have and limitations and what type of riding they're going to do there's a couple three models that pop into our minds whether it's my wife or my our mechanic uh uh, we'll take people outside with a couple three different bikes and and people always want to shop they don't want to be sold a bike so we'll have a couple three bikes and once we get them on the first bike we pull out a second and a third bike and then they pick, you know, they, they're the ones that are going to be riding the bikes and we give them the ability to shop and pick the one that's best for them. Well, that's wonderful. So you're, you're not really forcing it. You're letting them make their own decision and what, what's best for them, but you're helping to guide that decision. So Absolutely. But I tell you, there's many people that hadn't been biking in not just a couple of years, but it may have been a couple of decades, you know, uh, people literally say, James, I haven't been on a bike since I was, you know, 16? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my record so far is 65 years between bike rides. We had a gal that was wow. 75 that came in for a uh, a ride, and she said, I haven't been on a bike since I was 10. Oh, my. And, uh, and so we, we kind of have to, and for those kinds of people, we have a couple of trainer bikes that we get them out kind of moving on a bike on their own before we get them on an electric bike all at once. But we have many people that are on a bike for the first time in many years out in our parking lot. And to see their face light up, um, that's really why we're in business, you know. That's wonderful. And that's got to be an extreme confidence booster. You haven't done something in almost, what, 60 years, and you're trying to do something again for the first time. It's maybe intimidating, but you find out you can do it. That's just a great story. I'm going to have to get my parents on one of those, too. And they come in, they roll into um, from their little ride, and you see the smile on their face. And it's, and it's not a forced smile at all. It's the kind of smile that they almost look like a kid again. And they, oh, you know, so some of them are giggling. Some of them are, are screaming out loud as they pedal away. And, and it's just really a lot of fun. And it's just not the Pedigo brand. There's all kinds of electric bikes that are causing yeah. people for the first time to have a lot of fun on bikes again, and that's why they and you can't more. see me, but I'm smiling right now. It's just like I grin from ear to ear. That just makes my heart happy. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> um, so what types of products and services do you offer there at your store? Because you mentioned rentals. So tell us a little bit about that side of the business. Well, it's a, it's a, 
a four-place business model that works really well. Yeah, think of a stool that uh, is held up with four different legs. One leg is certainly sales, of course, but then there's rentals and tours. Mm-hmm. And there's also service. Service is huge in what we do in servicing our customers and our bikes and, and also accessories. So between those four different you know, legs of our stool, uh, they all feed on one another, and it's all surrounding the Pedego brand. That's all we have is our own Pedego bike because okay. we're licensed uh, dealers of Pedego, but we're not a franchise. But I always tell people we're run like a franchise from our, our main office in Fountain Valley, California. Uh, they support us really well. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. And, uh, and, and so on the, on the rentals, uh, I'd say 98% of all the – 100-plus stores around the country are near strategically a shared-use path or a multi-use path where they can go right from the store within a couple blocks onto a multi-use path and ride a bike and not be on the road system. And so that's key. So we're located midway on the Rito, right in St. Phillips Plaza, southeast corner of Campbell and River Road. Right, right next to that path. Yeah, so that's 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 really key to be close to a, a shared use path like that. Uh, but we're also doing tours now. We've got a, a Saguaro National Park East tour for a couple hours, and uh, we've been doing Tucson Urban Experience tour, which is a half day tour right from our store. We go into downtown Tucson, uh, past U of A on the way, Fourth Avenue shops, and uh, we have a professional guide that's been doing bike tours over in Italy at his own tour company in San Francisco. He's working with us now. And since we just started our second season, our summer season up on Mount Lemon, mm-hmm. we're doing a, a, a two-hour tour of Summer Haven and Mount Lemon on our electric bikes as well. Oh, um, I bet that is very popular during the summer, especially when people get up there to get to cooler weather. Exactly, yeah. And so these days, people are looking for experiences. And, you know, rentals are, are great, but some people really need to be led and they want to be led to a, a don't know where to go. Tour, an experience. They, they just, they want to bring their, um, their riding gear, uh, something to drink and a sunscreen. And they say, okay, let's go. They, they, they want you to take them on a ride, tell them about where you're riding. And, uh, uh, and that's great. I mean, that's, that's kind of the way. Uh, recreation is going these days is different experiences for people and uh, they're willing to, to go on, uh, on big adventures and you know we can take them that on on, on those with the pedicle e-bike. Well that's phenomenal. Now I know you mentioned that you're nationwide and currently our nation is going through kind of a global pandemic. As a local business here in Tucson how have you seen things change since COVID-19? Well, we didn't know what was going to happen mid-March, and uh, mm-hmm. but if anyone's listening to uh, the news, the media, uh, this is a worldwide phenomena. When people were kept in quarantine for so many weeks, uh, one of the only things they could really do besides go out and walk was to get on a bike. Wow. And what's been going on worldwide is all bike shops around the world are setting records that they haven't seen since the early 70s. And, wow. you know, doing service on old bikes that are getting pulled out of the garage or the attic or new bikes. Um, and it's a phenomenon that's been out there now since, let's say, late March and setting records. You'll go into some stores where they don't have any bikes and they won't have any bikes until the end of August, let's say. And so, 
you know, I, I was reading a couple of articles about how in the early 70s, 70 to 73, 74 time frame was the last big bike boom here in the United States. And I was a kid. I remember the, the Schwinn name, and, and I was trying to get a, a Schwinn varsity when I was in, you know, junior high. And uh, I, I kind of remember that, but I asked my dad the other day, I said, Dad, you remember the 70s? I mean, do you remember the big bike boom that went on back then? And he, he said, no, I, I don't really remember that. But um, all the bike shops, not just nationwide, worldwide, over in Europe, uh, same thing going on, Australia. Um, and, and so it's, it's one of the silver linings in this whole COVID-19 worldwide well, you know, pandemic, which there's not a whole lot of silver linings out there, but the bike industry is, is one of those. So we're just so, so lucky that we can still stay open. And Arizona was one of the states that uh, had bike shops to be essential transportation for people that were um, needed to get to, get to get to work on a bike. They either were existing commuters or instead of, um, going in into transit type operations or being on a bus, uh, you know, getting yeah, on a bike. Yeah, on a bike. Yeah, absolutely. So we're seeing more people bike commuting now to get away from people. And so naturally, when you're on a bike, your your social distancing just as a matter of practice anyway, staying away from people and. And uh, so it works well in that regard. And then people just want to get outside. They want to, right. you know, they want to have fun outside. And walking, running, yeah, that's fun. But being on a bike is just so much more fun. You can bike just you. makes you smile, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're lucky to be able to service that market. And then you look at the, the bike segment industry, and there's several segments. You, you divide it up into mountain biking or bike commuting or BMX or what have you. But e-bikes in the U.S. are the fastest growing segment within the biking industry. So uh, we're kind of riding that growth wave that uh, right now that we're, we had a record month uh, just finishing up May, and April was our third best month in the two and a half years that we've been in business. And uh, we're just wondering, well, is this going to keep going on? And our, our, our co-founder and CEO believes, believes it will. And, and oh, so we'll, we'll see. We will see. Now, many of our consumers may not be ready to venture out or might not be confident enough to venture out because they might not know some precautions that you're taking because you do rent your bicycles out. What are some things that you are doing or precautions that you're taking to make sure that your clientele is safe? Yeah, that's a good question. We, we really didn't know what to expect at first, but, um, uh, we wear masks 100% of the time in the store. We have masks for other people that, if they don't have their own, will offer it to them. Anytime people go out on a, on a on a ride in any of our bikes or they come back from a rental, uh, we're wiping down the bikes and all the, the touch areas, okay? And um, so we're trying to keep people safe. Uh, we were starting in the first week or two putting our maintenance tickets out on a table outside the store. And then having them call our mechanic or myself in the store, and then we'd take the bike at the doorway, and people didn't need to come into the store. And so as things kind of settled down, we're, we're not doing that as much. But I tell you what also people uh, we're doing that's very different was we're going out to different uh, neighborhoods and, uh, and developments like, let's say, Saddlebrook Ranch mm-hmm. or the Highlands up by Dove, Dove Canyon. 
Um, we're getting calls from people that want us to come out with a couple, three bikes for them to ride. And we'll pack, you know, four or five bikes into our, our, uh, our van and I'll go up and they've got maybe a neighbor or two that are ready to ride bikes and they're not willing to come into the store, but you know, we're social distancing. I've got my mask on and so I've got my wipes. And so they ride a bike around the neighborhood. They're pretty well qualified. They're just looking to see which model they're going to get. And while I'm there, uh, our van draws attention. And so other neighbors come by. And so I'll book another, um, another visit, you know, later in the week with another group of people. And so, uh, we're seeing some of the, the older you know, seniors that are in these developments wanting to have us come out. And so we're doing more of that right now, too. Oh, that's great. That is just so great. You were able to kind of adjust maybe your sales and business plan to help people feel more comfortable and actually get your name out there. That, that's wonderful. Um, I also never knew there were so many different types of electric bikes and why someone would use one. If you're just turning tuning in, you're listening to Connecting Tucson with Jamie, where we focus on connecting our community, local businesses, and organizations to help our community grow and thrive. As your local insurance professional for all of your insurance needs, I know how important it is to make new and lasting connections in our own community right here in Tucson. You never know how a connection will create a spark or perhaps pull you in a unique direction. If you're a small business owner or involved in a community project and you'd like to be featured on the show, please feel free to give me a call. All of my information is located on TucsonBusinessRadioX.com, and I would just love to hear from you. We are just talking with James, the co-owner of Pedago Electric Bikes Tucson and Mount Lemon, a wonderfully unique business for many different situations and helping people become more empowered and confident to maybe take charge of their surroundings and get out and try a new experience. So, James, one of my friends actually recently purchased one of your bikes, and this was the person who told me about about you. Um, I'm not going to mention your name, but you know who she is. Um, she was looking to get back into shape. She was a little bit hesitant, but she loved to bike and couldn't really pump or handle the hills anymore. And you mentioned that this is a good reason for people to maybe try out Pedago because it is the pedal assist. Why would there be other reasons for people to use electric bikes, or what situations do you find people using e-bikes? Well, um, in her case, and there's several other stories that just come to mind, um, people haven't been active for, you know, quite a long time, and they like being outdoors. They, uh, uh, they're they just looking for some kind of experience to get them different places, and so the electric bike is a perfect way to do that. And what we find is um, people feel liberated. When the, once they start riding the bike and after a couple of rides, they feel uh, a little more confident now that they can ride a bike and not get so tired out and they can conquer the hills. Um, they get a series of confidence and, and they feel liberated. And so they're not just riding for pleasure anymore. They start thinking, well, well, wait a minute. I'm going to my doctor appointment. Let me look to see if I can get to my appointment and I'd rather ride my bike. And they start putting two and two together. And then um, one of the fun things we have as a customer is a worldwide Pedigo owners group. And I hadn't mentioned it, but we've got um, Pedigo stores around the world. Um, it doesn't matter if it's Australia, uh, New Zealand, South Korea, South Africa, we've got them all over the world. We're just more, a little bit bigger in the U.S. than other parts of the world. But we'll see stories of people 
around the world in our worldwide Facebook owners group, the closed group. And um, I've seen your friend on that particular Facebook page, and she's a perfect example of someone that has so much fun on the bike that she does, doesn't does do it a couple, three times a week. She's almost on her bike every day. Every so, day. Yeah. I see the Facebook posts. <laughs> So her world has gotten opened up, and she's going to places here in Tucson that she has never been before. And Or maybe she's been on the road, and things look different when you're on a bike. You notice things. You smell things. You see things because you're going slower than in the car, and you're not looking at traffic. And it's just a lot more fun. And so uh, we, we see this happening all over the place, and it's just not here in Tucson. People bring their bikes down to Sierra Vista, or you know, they're up in you know North Oro Valley, or you know, wherever. You know, Southern Arizona is basically our outdoor territory. But they they rack their bikes and go out on trips to let's say San Diego or Las Vegas, and um, uh, they're going all over the place with their bikes and just wanting to have more fun on the, all these new adventures. Oh, definitely an adventure. You don't really notice things when you're in your car. You're kind of closed off or maybe jamming to some music. You're not really taking in your surroundings. I agree with that 100%. What has been your greatest surprise in developing your brand with the Tucson store? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Okay, so when we came into town, we set up our store, and and Pedigo as a company is really, really good at what they do. And uh, Basically, I'm a, I'm a simple Norwegian. I mean, if you give me a set of instructions, I can normally follow them. I don't want to reinvent the wheel. So uh, the the whole branded store process had been around for seven, eight years. And so I, I just wanted to do what worked and what didn't work. And that was all really clear and all kinds of fun. But our biggest detractor, which is really super surprising to me, were the road bikers. Really? Yeah. And I, I'm a road biker. I'm I'm one of them. And I kind of cross over to both because I, I still like to work out and, and hammer on a bike and get my sweat going. I still like to climb Mount Lemon on a, on a regular road bike once in a while, maybe once a year. But, um, but, but we, you know, they, especially on the shared use path, on the loop, they yeah. weren't welcoming in year one. Uh, they've been much better in year two and year three as we've gotten started here. Uh, so that was a surprise to me, uh, you know, the biggest detractor being another bike rider, and and that <laughs> I was see. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, and, I wouldn't have expected that either. Yeah, and I guess the biggest, the second biggest surprise is geez, what's happened since COVID nineteen mid March. Yeah. We had no idea that the upswing in business would be like what it was, or even in in, in the bike bicycle business. Yeah. You know, um, but that's just a byproduct of what has happened with, with um, people wanting to get back outside again, riding bikes, just getting back to basics. So, so where do you see the e-bike industry going um, and where you think Pedego is going in the future of this industry? Where do you think that's going? Well, we only need to look to Europe. Europe is, has been about nine or ten years ahead of the U.S. in the electric bike business. And we've seen a big change in the last couple of years just you know, riding locally, seeing more bikes out on the shared use path, um, seeing more bike commuters now on Tanka Verde Road where I bike commute. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look uh, in, in what Europe is doing, um, just last year, for the first time, they've uh, of all bike rentals in Europe, 
and there's certainly a lot of bike rentals that people take, you know, yeah. one week trips on a bike, but half of them are on an electric bike. And we have nowhere near those kinds of numbers here in the U.S. Last year was the first year that the Netherlands, which, of course, that's like bike nirvana as a country, right? Um, mm-hmm. They sell, they sold more electric bikes last year than regular bikes. Wow. So if you take a look at what's going on in Europe and just kind of look at what where the U.S. is now, nine or ten years behind, you know, um, there's a stat I read the other day that by 2025, just five years from now, the the e-bike business will be a 24 billion with a B industry. So well, you heard it here first, folks. Get into the e-bike industry <laughs> before it hits the big boom. <laughs> Um, now, you did mention that you opened up a second store on Mount Lemon. What's the major differences between your location at St. Philip's Plaza and the one at Mount Lemon? Okay. One of our customers that had a couple bikes that um, retired up to Mount Lemon gave us the put the bug in their ear to, hey, why don't you guys go up there and use your bikes? It's 25 degrees cooler. You're, you're oh, pedaling yeah. amongst the pine trees, and there's all kinds of hills, and, and the pedagogue bike just climbs hills like a homesick angel. You know, why not go up there? <laughs> I said, well, wait, wait a minute. Let's think about that. And so my wife and I and our, our mechanic cases, we thought, how could we do this? So what it is, it's not a full-blown brick-and-mortar store. It's a it's a day kiosk, if you will. And so one of the things when – so Amazon has really changed retail and uh, your buying experience and, and what's, what's been proven. And, and our, our co-founder and our CEO has been on the leading edge of, of doing just the right things with retail. And uh, one of them is to get out and just look at new experiences. And so what we're trying to do is create a, um, a rental experience or a tour up there on electric bike, climbing the hills, descending the hills, having fun, getting out to more than just the quarter half mile that you're walking around between restaurants up there and seeing the right. beauty of, of Mount Lemon on a bike, on an electric bike, because you, you're going to be climbing hills. So we, what we do is we pull out our, our rental bikes out of a storage unit, and we set up for the day outside because it's beautiful. And then at the end of the day, we put all this stuff inside our, our storage container, and we, cut, we do the same thing the next day. So from Thursday through Sunday, from 10 till 6, we're located right next to the general store. On the same side of the street as the Sawmill Run restaurant, and you can rent bikes from us up there and pedal around on the top of a 8,000-foot mountain. Wow, that is phenomenal. I'm definitely looking up that one. Um, Now, it's very interesting. It's clear you love what you do, and you're having fun while you're doing it. But what is your favorite part about owning your own business and being a part of Pedago? Well, I was 30 years in aerospace and uh, had a lot of fun, did a lot of different things, lived in and different states after growing up in the Twin Cities area. Um, but I really wanted to my own my own thing. I, I, I wanted, yeah, I'm somewhat entrepreneurial. There was a couple of things that my wife and I had tried, but I was always envious of these people that were doing a passion for, uh, for their profession. And so I, I was praying to the Lord to, to deliver me something like that. And for two or three years, I, I still had those prayers. And so one day I ran across a banner, a banner ad in social media. It says, own your own electric bike store. I said, what? And so I clicked on it. One of the only banners I've ever clicked on. And <laughs> the nearest store was Pedagogue Scottsdale. 
and we had been up in Chandler. And that next morning, I went into Pedigo Scottsdale, and uh, Kathy, who Kathy and Bill run that store, she was in that day, and she said, uh, starts asking me about bikes. And I said, I'm only here, and told her that I'm I'm looking to get a store. And so she was good for the next hour. We went across the street, got on a bike, and from the first 10 seconds I was on the Pedigo bike, I knew that this was an opportunity that was, was not just going to go somewhere, but I'd have a lot of fun with it, and my wife as well. And so, you know, I came back to her that day and that afternoon. I said, uh, I said, honey, what do you think about this? And I plopped down the magazine catalog. She goes, what's that? And so, oh, yeah, it's just me with my other, you know, great ideas on whatever. And so uh, we went to Southern Cal to the main um, headquarters. And for the first half hour of the day, our co-founder and CEO spent time with us, you know, very genuine guy talking about the industry, talking about the opportunity. And then they showed us all the products and all that. So anyway, that's, uh, I'm trying to remember the, yeah, the original question, but somewhere in there. Uh, no, that's perfect. Now, is there anything new and exciting coming our way we should be on the lookout for, either with your store or Pedigo? Yeah, we're um, there's a particular app that the company has built, and we're going to do it for the first time up in Mount Lemmon, but it's a self-guided tour. Oh. And you download the app, GPS-based. We've got a, a wearable, um, very lightweight speaker to, to hang from your, your shirt. And as you pedal around on a prescribed route, it's going to talk to you and give you updates based upon your GPS position where you are on that tour. How unique. Yeah. And so we're going to, you know, cut our teeth on our first tour up there. And then we're going to do that for our Tucson location for this October when we start getting into high season in Tucson on a couple of different tours facing right at our store and going um, east or west on the retail um, River Parkway. So that's something new. Um, we've got a new uh, model that is coming out in September. I, I don't want to give it away, but it's a fantastic model at a new price point. And uh, it's going to be here and ready for the, the fall and, and winter, you know, Christmas season. Oh, and uh, our first Class 3 bike, which is our hardtail Ridge Rider, it's actually the same patroller that and sheriff departments around the country, there's at least 20 different police departments we know that are using our Ridge Rider in their bike patrol. And uh, they'll be able to go up to 28 miles an hour and catch bad guys with the bike. But um, <laughs> We're going to see you guys on cops. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. All kinds of leading edge new stuff. They try not to tell the, the store owners too much because uh, we're too busy selling what we have right now. But yeah. Um, we're just supported so well from the, the home office in terms of marketing, in terms of technology, the support, the text that we call in on questions and trying to get help within two or three rings. We, they're answering the phone. We're talking to live people. We oh, get within two to three days. And uh, so it's all so kinds rare. Of it's so rare to find a company that supports you like that. And I'm so genuinely excited for you and the opportunity and I honestly can't wait to come by and take a bike out for a spin maybe either at the St. Philip's Plaza but probably up in Mount Lemon so 
one of these days. Actually, I'm probably you're right down the street from me, so I'm probably going to have yeah. to come by and say hi at St. Philip's Plaza and test you guys out. So I'm surprised we didn't have you over here before we did this uh, podcast. I know. Well, I was there, but I think I missed you, and I spoke maybe with your wife. Yeah, yeah, Rochelle. So yeah. Rochelle, she's kind of our um, purchasing manager, um, admin person. She does all of our accounting stuff and all the stuff, back office stuff that Jesus, our mechanic, and I don't want to do. We want yeah. to be on the floor working with people. And then yeah. she's able to, through COVID-19 here, she's been working out of her home because we would live with her with her mother, and uh, uh, we care for her out of out of her home, and keep her um, protected. And uh, oh, yeah, uh, but she loves, very she, yeah. So as as someone that does all the cooking for us when we come in from a uh, really tough day and a busy day at uh, you know at Patigo, uh-huh. she's part of the team because she's she's doing all the cooking for all the meals at night. So that's that works out really well. <laughs> Well, James, you're going to have to tell her, tell her hello for me and that we actually finally met up. But uh, that's all we have for connecting with Tucson with Jamie here at the Stewart Title Studios. If you like the show, let us know. You can find all of the social media links for today's information for Pedigo um, right on TucsonBusinessRadioX.com, connecting Tucson with Jamie. As always, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and make a new connection. You never know where it might lead. Until next time, this is Jamie Overturf with Farmers Insurance. Keep on making unique connections, Tucson, and have a fabulous day. 